Hi, everyone. Susie O here. Just want to let all of you know that the certificates of deposit at Alliant Credit Union are now at, for a six-month CD, 5%, a 12- to 17-month CD, 5.15%, and an 18- to 23-month CD, 4.90%. And for those amounts of $75,000 or more, just add on 0.5% to those rates. Go to myalliant.com and check it out. Seven, two thousand and twenty-two. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, KT, and good morning to all of you, or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Welcome to Ask Susie and KT Anything, and this is where you write in to Ask Susie S U Z E podcast at gmail.com and ask a question. And if Miss Travis chooses it, sometimes I choose it as well and give it to her, just so you know. But if Miss Travis chooses it, we will answer it like we're going to do right now. How many you got today? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Wait, how do I sound? You sound good. Why? Hello, testing, testing everybody. My lips are right up to the mic, just like they were on the Grammys. A couple nights ago, we were watching the Grammys. And I said, Susie, do you think that's their own microphone? Who was doing that? Oh my God, they were singing. I think one was Brandy Carlisle. Her lips were right on the mic. And I said, You think Is that's she hers? amazing or what? Love her voice. I love the very original song I fell in love with called Story or My Story. Oh, way back when. Your yeah, story. story. Yeah. Yeah. Brandy, we just, we both have little crushes on you, but that's besides the point. Okay, go on. Okay, first question is from Carrie. Hi, Susie and KT. I've been listening to your podcast for the last two years, and I love it. I'm 50 years old and married. My husband is 51. We have no credit card debt, but I currently owe $3,000 at 0% for a mini split heat system in our home. I also owe 28000 at 2.79% fixed on my car, which I'm working on paying off early. So here's her questions. Should I sell some of my $355,000 worth of stocks that are held in a non-retirement fund to pay off the car and the heat loan? I would have to pay tax on the proceeds of the sale to do this, or should I just keep paying extra monthly to pay it off early. How would you answer that, KT? Well, there's another one. Can what? I count the money ready for this? I know the answer to this. Then Carrie said, Susie, can I count the money in my non-retirement account towards my 12-month emergency fund? All right, all own- right, all right. So that's enough. Just let's answer it, okay. right? Okay, so-, so should she sell off the stocks? No, I would just pay it off monthly. 
I wouldn't sell off any stocks. Why would she want to do that? All right. And? And no, you cannot count money in my non-retirement account towards my 12-month emergency fund. It should... What a great day. What a great <laughs> day April 7th is. Because, Miss Travis, you got that absolutely correct. However... Not only did you get it correct, but you said it with such authority and you owned that advice. Because so many times, everybody, when I ask KT a question, she's kind of guessing at the answer sometimes. So her guess then becomes correct. So what's really important, what you just saw happen there is that you have to own the power to control your destiny. You have to own the knowledge that you know. Why are you laughing? Because you're making me sound really good. And <laughs> Susie, sometimes I still guess. No, but I thought you were laughing because I was starting to go into some oh, kind of Susie mode, mode there. Susie mode there. But it was great because she knew the answer. So when we're going through these questions, and even before I or maybe KT answers them, take a second and maybe pause the podcast and see how you would answer it. And are you powerful in that answer or are you guessing? And then turn the podcast back on and hear our answer and see were you right or wrong. But Carrie... Now is the time not for you to be selling something and paying taxes on it and getting rid of debt. No, that's just crazy. Now is the time you just continue to pay off the debt, start saving more money on where you might be spending it every single month, cut down your expenses, and put that towards your debt. But I think you have what it takes to handle this on your own. And KT was absolutely correct. You cannot count on money that you have invested as an emergency fund. And the reason is, what if the market was all of a sudden going to go down seriously? Maybe we were all the way back now in 2008, 2009, and it went down 50%. That's not the time you take money out. So no, it cannot count towards your 12-month emergency fund. And what's funny, I just have to say this to you, Carrie, what's funny about that it's obvious you don't have an emergency fund because you have debt. Mm -hmm. And when you have debt that you can pay off, you don't have an emergency fund usually. So therefore, no, don't try to scurry your way around this thing. All right, come on, Katie. <laughs> All right, next is from... Oh, wait, you know what else I just realized? Because I was just looking down because I wrote April 7th. Oh, you today's know today a birthday. Is? It's a birthday. Elliot. Now, our great nephew, Elliot, Elliot, turns eight years old oh my God. today. Elliot, you're getting up there, you're big getting boy. getting old, big boy. I don't know what we're going to do about that. But Elliot, we wish you the happiest of birthdays, and we can't wait to get to play with you again. Me All too. Right. Okay, next question is from Lynn. Hi, Susie and KT. Susie, I love your podcast and thank you for guiding us with your financial wisdom. My husband and I are one of the many interested buyers for a house. Since house prices are so high, it does not make sense for us to buy now, even though we would really like to own a home now. We have a new baby and would love more space. When do you think the housing market will become more affordable? Mm. Do you think the millennial generation is doomed to, <laughs> to rent forever? 
given the current housing crisis. So thank you for all of your advice and guidance, Susie. Give Lynn a little little update. All right. When can she buy a home? So Lynn, I don't know when you can buy a home. And I don't even think it matters when you can buy a home. What you need to understand is one day you will be able to. The millennial generation is not doomed. Doomed is not a part of our vocabulary. You know, I can remember all the way back when I bought my first home. I'll never forget this. Now, don't get upset, everybody. But I was a waitress at the Buttercup Bakery. I took a course called the Laurie Nickerson Seminars, and I learned how to buy houses with no money down. And I watched huge houses go from $17,000 a home to 50000 to 100000 to 400000 all the way up. And now those same homes are worth millions of dollars. But during that period of time, I watched houses go way up. Like I'll never forget, maybe it was 1993. Houses that were like $3 million all of a sudden Ooh. went down to like mm. $1 million. Everything always goes up and down. And so there will come a time again when something will happen and you'll be able to buy a home. But don't worry about it. If you can't afford it right now, all right, save more money for more of a down payment so your mortgage payments won't be as much. But just be patient and you'll see one day, oh, you will own a home. And when that day comes, can you just send me an email so I know that you did it? Now, KT, I just want to say one other thing. I know I'm supposed to be quick with my answers today. Right. Katie said, let's be really quick today, Susie, and people will stay more interested. With the housing market, I just want to say this. I do think that we are slowing down right now, believe it or not, Good for many, many reasons. And possibly it's because mortgage rates now are at 5%, close to that when you could have gotten one a while ago at 25 or 3%. So it seems like it's starting to slow down a little here. So let's just see what happens. But just be patient. Your time will come. All right. All right, Susie, the next one is just an update I want to share with everyone. If you haven't listened to last Thursday's Ask Susie Anything, she gave a huge slapdown to a gentleman by the name of Ahu. Oh, Ahu. Who lives in California. He's yeah. a professor, an assistant professor. Anyway, we got this back from his buddy Ryan, who wrote in to Susie saying, Susie, he needs a slap down. He's making so many mistakes. So this is what we this is the update on Susie's SmackDown. Dear Susie, thank you so much for responding to my email on your podcast this Thursday. I shared it with Ahu. I think your message is loud and clear, and he took your feedback well, too. And then he goes on to thank Susie for everything that she's done. So, Ryan, I'm glad that everything worked out and that Ahu is still your friend after that smackdown. So what do we say to Ahu? Yahoo! <laughs> okay. Next question is from Lana. Hi, Susie and KT. I love your podcast. I'm learning so much. I'm 36 years old. I'm a single parent and I have zero retirement savings. I work at a hospital and I have a pretty sucky 403 plan at work that charges 2% fees on an average for all available mutual funds. 
there is no employer match. That's terrible, right? That's really sucky. You shouldn't yeah. be contributing to it at all. Well, wait my a dear. minute. All right. She said, compared to Vanguard, my 403 looks like a highway robbery. Should I still invest into this 403? Looks like I do not have a choice. I would like to continue more than the 6000 per year. So, Lana, of course you have a choice. First of all, do not put one penny into that 403B. It is a ripoff, or as you would say, it is sucky. So why would you want to put your money in something that is sucky? You would not. And especially because they do not match your contribution, they're useless to you. What you can do on your own, assuming that you qualify for it income-wise, is you can open up a Roth IRA, which is my preference, over a traditional IRA, and it's April 7th. You have one week, essentially, for you to open one up for 2021. And then you could absolutely fund it with $6,000 because you're under 50. You could do it at 7,000 if you were 50 or older. And then you could do another 6,000 for 2022. So you could easily get $12,000 right now into either an IRA that's traditional or a Roth IRA. So that's what you should do. After that, if you still want to save money for your retirement, just open up a regular investment account. All of you are so stuck on having to have a retirement account. You need to have money in a retirement account so your money grows tax-free or tax-deferred. If you buy an exchange-traded fund, an irregular investment account, really everybody, in most cases, you're not going to pay any taxes on it until you go to sell it. And then when you do, you just pay capital gains tax. So no, you have many other ways to save for your future other than a sucky 403B. <laughs> The next question. That was good. Next question is from Sarah. Well, I'm so Hi, shocked, Susie. everybody, that KT let me say the word sucky and that she said it. Because no, she, she doesn't like when I talk like that on any level. I don't like slang, but but she referred to her, and it is. It's a terrible plan. Hi, Susie. I learned so much from you and KT. You know what that reminded me of? What? <laughs> You're going to get so mad at me because I'm sidetracking right now. But I just had this flash of when I was on QVC. And I was with Kathy Levin. And my mother was watching. And Kathy had just found a new boyfriend. And so Kathy came in and sat down. And it was obvious that Kathy had had a fabulous weekend with her boyfriend. And this was not late at night. I used to do the 1 a.m. show with her. So in the middle of our sale, just like I'm doing with you now, I said, so, Kathy, did you get stripped this weekend? And she just looked at me. And obviously she had. You should all know what that means. You'll use your imagination. Eight times I used that word during that hour. My mother the next day called me and said, how could you have used the word stup on television, Susie Orman? What is the matter with you? And I just went, oh, okay. Anyway, sorry, KT. Sorry. Are we ready? <laughs> okay, everybody. Let me let's try get, it again. Let's get, back, let's get back to the podcast, Susie. I happen to agree with your mother at this point. I learned so much from you and KT regarding my finances. Thank you so much. What is this person's name? Sarah. Mm -hmm. 
Question. You've indicated on past podcasts you are not a fan of retirement funds that have a target date. You bet. Meaning 2025, 2030. Can you explain a little further why? Yes, I can, my dear Sarah. So here we are in a situation right now. And I taught you this on just a few podcasts ago, that when interest rates go up, the value of bonds go down. And in a target date mutual fund, they target your retirement. And the closer you get to retirement, the more they move you out of equities, and they move you into bonds. And if you were having a large portion of your money right now in bonds, and if the target date fund happened to have long-term bonds rather than short-term bonds as part of that, then the fact of the matter is you might lose a good percentage of your money rather than if you had just stuck in a money market fund in there or if you had had control over your own money. So I like you to be the masters of your own financial destiny. And I like when you invest your money and when it's time for you to have growth or maybe your situation is different and you really can afford to have all of your money regardless of your age in equities because you have enough in savings, you have enough income, whatever it may be. I want you to tailor make your investments for you in your particular situation. I don't want some company to just say, oh, you're retiring in three years. So therefore, we're changing you from 70% in equities down to 50% or 30% and 70% in bonds and things like that. It's just too automated for me based on your age versus based on your actual situation and based on what's happening in the economy at the time that you're getting close to retirement. So for some people, it works. There are many target date mutual funds that work with you and they're starting to change it now that they're not going to as many bonds and I can go on and on. But overall, I'd rather see you do it yourself. Okay, next is not a question, but a statement from Deidre. I want to read this so that everyone knows there's light at the end of the tunnel. It says, many more of us are right, 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 because we do listen to every oh, that, podcast. That's based on my podcast on Sunday where right. I was aggravated and I kept saying, wrong, wrong, wrong. wrong. <laughs> and so here's what Deidre writes. We just don't write in with frustrating questions. We listen and then we do. I've listened to every podcast. I've read every book. I've seen every episode of Susie's CNBC show. I've watched every episode when you were on Oprah Weekly. And whenever I bought O Magazine, your column was the first mm -hmm. thing I turned to. Hence, I am right, right, right. As a result, this is the part I really love. Listen up, everybody. As a result, I retired as a multimillionaire at the age of 58. I'm living my dream on the beach in Florida and driving my boat offshore. And I give you and God all the credit. And I pass on my knowledge to others by teaching financial literacy. I suspect I'm not alone, Susie. There are millions of us you've made secure mm. from following your advice, all of it. 
We just don't write in with a stupid question. That's why you never hear from us. So I'm writing this to say thank you. Thank you, Susie. I also want to just make one correction, Deidre. There's no stupid question. Deidre, yeah. the, everybody needs to know, even I, even KT gets the quizzes wrong. So there's no stupid question, but we're so proud of you. Mm. And Look, happy. I have goosebumps everywhere, yeah. KT. Thank we're you, Deidre. Maybe one day we'll pass in the intercoastal on our boats. You never know. <laughs> this is from Nancy. I just started listening to your podcast a few months ago, and I look forward to it weekly. My husband and I are 59 years old. We are planning on semi-retiring this year. We have over $2 million in investments in mostly mutual funds. We max out our Roth every year and have traditional IRAs as well. We have a good amount of money just sitting in the bank, and we have no debt. So Susie, I was wondering, what are your thoughts on guaranteed lifetime income annuities? I feel like it's a safe place to keep money and will continue to grow and will have a guaranteed income for life. This is from Nancy. So Nancy, the truth of the matter is, and this may surprise all of you, but you will read about this if you read The Ultimate Retirement Guide for 50 Plus, which was my latest book. I just looked, by the way, on Amazon today, KT, and there's almost 5,000 reviews, almost five-star reviews. Fabulous. That's, it is a five-star book. <laughs> that's a lot of reviews, everybody. Anyway, is that you would see that in certain circumstances, I actually recommend an income annuity. Now, an income annuity is where you put a specific sum of money, and based on your age, as well as the interest rates today, they guarantee you a monthly income for as long as you live. So even if you live to be 150, they have to pay you that income. The reason that I recommended it within the book is that many of you need to know that you can meet your monthly expenses. And so many of you, maybe you have $4,000 a month expenses, but your social security is only $2,000 a month. Maybe your pension is $1,000 a month. And to simply cover your expenses, you needed another $1,000 of guaranteed income. In that situation, that's when I wanted you to get a guaranteed annuity. In this situation, Nancy, you have $2 million in mutual funds. You have other money in retirement accounts. You have money that's just sitting in the bank with no debt. So no, I would not at the age of 59 be saying to you, you with interest rates as low as they are right now, that you should lock in these low interest rates with any amount of money for the rest of your life, just so you can have income now. I would wait to see what interest rates do. I would wait to see if when you finally go on social security, when you no longer have to pay for health insurance because now you're on Medicare, what your actual expenses are that you have to meet every single month. 
If you have enough from Social Security and everything else and the dividends on your stocks and whatever they may be to meet those expenses plus have money, I wouldn't touch an income annuity with a 10-foot pole. Hmm. <laughs> what oh, was yeah. that hum about? I went like, hmm. We all heard you go home. Why are you humming? Because I didn't think you were going to answer that way. What do you think I was going to say? I don't know. I thought that maybe you might like that she was kind of locking it in, but I it makes a lot of sense that the interest rates may be way too low. You know what's funny, KT? When I was first started the Susie Orman show, I used to do this, should I call it a shtick? Maybe it was a shtick, but it was like a, a thing, a routine, really, right? That See what happened? Sucky started me off on this whole thing now a slang. Sorry, KT. Anyway, where I would talk about annuities and why I hated them so. And I would use this example. And it was a true example of I'll never forget reading Life magazine. Remember Life? Mm, anyway, there was a picture of this man in a little rowboat. And it said, I retired and got $135 a month from my lifetime annuity, and now I'm enjoying life. And I always would say, if that man were still alive today, he would not be enjoying life anymore. $135 wouldn't get him anywhere. So stay away from annuities unless you use it the way that I talk about in the book. And that's why I also don't like lifetime annuities. They make no sense, especially when you can do other things with many high dividend paying stocks and other things that are out there. All right, everybody, quizzy time. So this is where I ask KT a question and she answers, but this isn't just for KT. This is for all of you as well. Are you learning? Are you understanding? Because you should all want to get to the point when you listen to Ask Susie and Katie Anything that you can answer every single question that I am asked. <laughs> I just was going to say, except for Roth. <laughs> you can go. Everyone, don't worry if you can't get the Roth right. That's the one part of the quizzes or questions that you have to give yourself a little time. <laughs> anyway, that's my goal for all of you. And my true goal for you, Miss Travis, is you get every Roth question right. One day. One day. <laughs> all right. So, KT, before you answer, mm. let everybody think about it all so right. they can come up with the answer on their own. This one is from Victor. Mm -hmm. Right. And I picked it more for the name, believe it or not, than the question. What's the topic? It says series I bond. Oh, I like that. I know One the time contribution or multiple, mm. right? But I picked it because I want us all to feel like we're victorious, like we're mm. victors, not like we're victims, not like we're losers, but we can do this. We can be victims. Victorious. Anyway, hi, Katie and Susie. I love listening to your podcast on my hourly commute to and from work. My question is regarding series I bonds. I know about the five year period before withdrawing, but I want to know about how contributing works. If I start an account, a contribution with $500, is that the only time I can contribute to it? 
or does it work like a Roth IRA where I can continue to make monthly contributions? Think about it, everybody. Think about it. All right, Miss Travis. Well, I do know this. I know that the most you can contribute in the given period is $10,000. And what is that given period? The given period is per annum. And I know another thing about Series I bonds, because we have these, and and Susie loves these, is that they change the interest rate gets locked in, but it changes twice a year. So for instance, if you No, no, no. What? The question. Stick to the question. So we're, we're yeah, not you giving us Susie. We're not giving a KT school on Series I bonds. Contribute. You can contribute actually even more than ten thousand. Did you know that? You can do. Do you ser- see what she's doing again? You can do. I asked her a simple question. Ten thousand. Yes, the answer is yes. You can contribute more than five hundred. So he can do it every month, like a Roth IRA. No, I don't think you can do it every month. I think you have to do it each each period. Like every six months, they change that interest rate. So, so he can do 500 now, and then in May, when they change the interest rates, another 500. Or more. If or he more. can, If he has more money, put in more. So that's your answer? I think that's right. Wait, wait, Susie, <laughs> let me think about this. He's starting with 500. KT, we're going to do a whole podcast, which is this one question. <laughs> so that was can, your answer. No, wait, I was going to. So, uh, wait, you I can only do it one time? Uh, he can keep doing it. Every month, every up day. To, up to 10,000. That's what I said. No, that is not what you just said. All we right, have it can, all recorded. Everybody can play it back, what she just said. You could own, that's not what you said. I, so I here's said he the, can contribute up to $10,000 a year. But that, no, KT. Don't let people see you squirm right now. I'm not squirming. You're manipulating. I'm not manipulating. No, I just stop, right. stop, stop. Are you willing to stop? All right, go for it. Oh, anyway, so here is the correct answer, everybody. Miss Travis, what? Notice I call her Miss Travis when I'm a little pissed off. Anyway, Miss <laughs> Travis was correct in that you can put up to ten thousand dollars a year into a Series I bond, but you don't have to do it all at once. You could put a hundred dollars in one month. in the next month, your cumulative total, however you want to do it, whether it's daily, whether it's hourly, it doesn't matter, cannot be more than 10,000. Now, Victor, oh, what? I just have to say something. Did you know that you can put in up to 15 if you use your tax return money? Yes, I did. Well, there you go. But how do you do that, KT? So you can- Paper, that's my girl. So most of you, when you buy Series I bonds, you do it through treasurydirect.gov. And you can only do 10000 per person electronically. If you are getting a tax refund, you then can buy up to $5,000 of paper I bonds where they actually issue you the certificate of them, but you can't do it electronically. So Victor, you can do as many as you want. By the way, talking about series I bonds, you might want to go to my women and money app 
And on there, on my wall, I talk about why you might want to buy I-bonds now before May, when the interest rate is going to change, because the interest rate could be lower than the 7.12% that it is now. Could be higher, could be the same, but it could be lower. So you might want to check out my wall where I explain why. Does it usually go lower? It depends on what CPI and everything else is. It's complicated, KT, but it can. All right, Miss Travis. That was a good podcast. You got that one so wrong. I knew it was 10,000, but I, I did get it wrong. But why do you defend yourself so? Because I knew it was 10000 that he could put in up to 10000 Oh, 10, this will go on forever, people. After we sign off the podcast, I know that we will be talking about this. All right, Sunday, Susie's school. What are you going to do? Well, at this point now, it can change everybody. But the very first lesson is going to be, if you happen to have a 401k or whatever, and you own company stock, the company that you work for in that 401k, why you may not want to, when you retire, roll that stock over, you may want to do something else with it. Also, I want to talk about how you can increase insurance, the FDIC insurance on banks, the NCUA insurance on credit unions, so that if you have larger sums of money, you can actually increase the $250,000. There is a way to increase it by a lot. And so I'm going to talk about that. And I'm also going to talk about people checking the maturities on the bond funds that they have and what you can do about it so that you don't lose money on bond funds as interest rates continue to go up if you want to stay in bond funds. Those are my three topics. Do you have any that are better? No, I like them. I like the bond fund one. Well, there you go. All right, everybody. That brings us to the end of Ask Susie. And KT. Anything. So until Sunday, what do you want to tell everybody, KT? You better stay safe, strong, and secure. And just know we love all of you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Susie Orman Media nor Susie Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.